Once again, back in the building, it is 3P Set Podcast coming to you live from Dead End Studios with episode 35 of the pod. You know what I'm saying? We got Josh and Ashton with us today. That is it. That is us. Get to it. And our humble and gracious host, Madrid. I am humble. I'm humble as fuck. Uh... But I feel like we were having a good discussion kind of post, I mean, uh, pre-podcast, we were talking about Jay-Z being affiliated with the NFL now. Mm-hmm. It's been a polarizing uh, topic on Twitter, is, as everything yeah. is. The, the one thing, uh, I guess, like, for the argument, like, are they, what are they clarifying? Is it, Jay, is it Jay-Z? Are they upset that Jay-Z is, is partying with the NFL, or are they upset that Rock Nation is up, is uh Partying with the NFL, or do they they see it? Do they or do they see Rock Nation as Jay Z? Like whatever, because it seems like whenever Jay Z does anything, no matter what entity that he does it with, it is him. Like when when people think of the Mm -hmm. Brooklyn Nets, they're thinking Jay Z, even though Jay Z is a a part owner. It isn't his company, like title, like it's not his. He's a part owner, so whatever he does, that's he's the face of it. Even though if let's say he if he if he does or does not want to be that. Yeah, so, yeah, it's the, look. you look at Rock Nation as in, Jay-Z is Rock Nation, Rock Nation is Jay-Z. Because he's the head, he started it. CEO, founder, whatever terms or qualifiers you want to use for it. So that's why people look at it, it's like, oh, Jay-Z's doing this. And when he was sitting, and he was the one sitting next to Roger Goodell talking about what they were going to do. Not representative of Rock Nation. It was Jay Z. So he's he, the one he, he's he, he's, he's the one at, he made, at the yeah, table. Yeah, he made himself the face of it. he got he has a seat at the table. So the reason people are mad because it looks like you sold out. You know, he had um on Ape shit off of uh the, the Carters. Uh, the Carters. Yeah, he says, um I don't need the NFL, they need me. Tell the tell the NFL we in stadiums too. Like he 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 rapped these verses, you know? He's he's been he wore the Colin Kaepernick jersey. He's sided with, you know, he sided with the, you know, Black Lives Matter. He sided with uh, Colin. He sided with these people saying, no, we don't, we're not doing this. You know, uh, it came out before that he tried to talk Travis Scott out of not performing one Super Bowl during the halftime show. But apparently it wasn't, and everyone assumed, oh, because, and if we answer NFL right now, you shouldn't do it, Travis. You look like a sellout. But really, Jay-Z told him, don't perform at a Super Bowl halftime show because you're just going to be, you're just going to do the short, what, 30-second, maybe a minute set on Maroon 5. Don't do that. You're making yourself look smaller than Maroon Five, where you should be the. If you're gonna do it, be the headliner. And so go make it. So basically, he was it. giving him career advice instead of activist advice. Exactly. So now because this whole thing is Jay Z being like a, a capitalist activist, and what's more important to you, the people or like, the money that you hypo- you will hypothetically get, from this or whatever, right? So that's where like the outrage is coming from. It's like. You betrayed people. Look like you betrayed us. We were all in this together, and we looked at you as like this cultural leader. And now you gone to the other side. I mean, that's the. That's, I mean, that's it's it's. I, feel, I just find that strange because we know it's like we. It's kind of like known that Ka- Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick wasn't necessarily protesting the NFL. He was protest protesting the injustices, mm-hmm. but the NFL. I guess it, I guess it came out that the NFL blackballed him from coming back and playing quarterback. Yeah. But at the same time, he still wanted to come back. So if they were let's say if they black let's say if they blackballed him for a while, and then eventually they allowed him to come back, what would we say of Colin Kaepernick? 
Yeah, that's a, that's the other. I mean, it's like it's, it's not like he doesn't want to play. For, it's, it's not like Colin Kaepernick doesn't want to play football anymore. It's not like he doesn't want to join the NFL anymore. He's exactly. just he just had something to say. If a team offered him a job tomorrow, like yeah, for example, the Indianapolis Colts, Andrew Luck just retired yesterday. They could clearly call Colin Kaepernick and say, "Hey, we have an opening. Come play for us." Yeah, it's a perfect opportunity. Are the Colts going to do that? Probably nah, not. It's probably not. And here's the idea that okay, Colin Kaepernick is blackballed or whatever, right? So. It became somehow the protests went from being about in this aspect, people are looking at it as okay, this isn't about police brutality. That's what and that's the point Jay Z made. We're not Colin didn't kneel against the NFL, he kneeled against police brutality. We know the issue now. Now we have, you know, with the NFL's help, we can sit here and do things to try and help change this issue, or whatever, right? So now you sit here and you're looking at uh Colin as okay. Why are you upset? And Colin, to be fair to Colin Kaepernick, he himself hasn't said anything against Jay-Z. His girlfriend, Nessa, has come out and said Jay-Z's a sellout. Jay-Z being used by NFL. We don't rock with Jay-Z. Jay-Z said he spoke to Colin. He didn't give a time frame of when he spoke to Colin. He said, yeah, I spoke to Colin, Colin about this. Nessa came out and said, no, he didn't. Jay-Z has not talked to us in the last couple months. So I don't know why he's saying he spoke to us about this. So this is just... It's this internal conflict. And then there's also the, um, the Brooklyn Nets deal, when Jay-Z brought the Nets not only from New Jersey to Brooklyn, and he brought the Barclays Center in. He brought it in because the Barclays Center is going to create thousands of jobs. It's going to increase the um, the value of everyone in the area's homes and stuff like that. Problem is, the Barclays Center being put in Brooklyn, where it at? Where it's at? It's fast-track gentrification in Brooklyn. Because now because the people in that area were uh the market was built when houses were built. So those people got paid, yes. They got paid a lot of money for their homes, but they moved out. And the taxes on and the taxes in the houses in the surrounding area rose so high a lot of other people were forced to move out. And now Brooklyn is so expensive to live in. A lot of people who lived there for years, for like for years and years, whose homes have been in those families for years, they can't afford to live there anymore. And he started this whole gentrification process. And people blame Jay-Z for that. Because even though he alone, Jay-Z literally owned less than 1% of the Nets, but he was the face that was used to bring the bring him from New Jersey to Brooklyn in the face of the Barclays Center in and of itself. Yeah. Now, did he create a lot of jobs for black people? Yeah. Did a lot of black people benefit? Yeah. But a lot of black people also suffered for that. So people are using that aspect. Of, oh, you got used this one time. I mean, I, I, I mean, I feel like in, in every aspect, that's how you become a billionaire. Yeah, like yeah. sure, like sure, most billionaires they're creating a lot of jobs, but at the cost of mm-hmm. a lot of other people suffering so in some, in some in, yeah, in some in some aspect. Yeah, somebody like somebody's going to have to suffer for the amount of wealth that you're going to create, even though some people are going to benefit from it. There are, you know, that's that's just the nature of of accumulating wealth. Yeah, so that happened what like five years ago now. Yeah, so people are using that as a precedent, like. Last time you partnered with this super entity, black people suffered. It's like you sold out black people for your own benefit. So how do we know you're not selling out black people again for your own benefit? I mean, it, I feel like it's only it's only it's only looking at one aspect of of, of I guess like what he's done. You're always look, you're only looking at the negative, but he's also using the the capital that he's gaining to help in ways that no, like he's in, I guess in a, in ways that he's able to create. Um, I guess like. Hardships. He's able mm. to create 
avenues in ways that most people yeah. would never be most people would never yeah. be able to like being able to throw lawyer being able to be like hey this is something that's going on we can throw lawyers on this case we can, yeah. we can bring attention to certain things which like is, no which is the, the one thing i've seen is like damn what's the worth what's the worth of social capital you know yeah it's like he's um created a khalif Browder documentary the, the tamir rice documentary the, uh, the meek mill yeah, yeah meek mill's documentary the, the entire yeah, like he's funny I've, these things um when meek mill was in I, uh meek mill came out say he had trouble with his taxes jay-z paid his taxes off for him um like Sean Bell, who was uh, shot twenty three times on his wedding day in New York, he tri- he created a trust fund for his kids. Like all these things, Jay Z, Beyonce, Rock Nation, they've done to to, get, to gain the social capital. Just a couple months ago, we were all saying, "Get Jay Z on the case, get Rock Nation on the case." Like they're the ones who are out here helping and trying to save the culture. These are these people. These these are these same people. And now when these people partner with the big entity, the people we've been looking at as the enemy for the last two years. Now it's like, oh, they sold they sold us out. So now it's like, what is the worth of social capital? If I yeah. do all these I mean, good things, as soon as I make a questionable decision, a decision you can't see the end of, now you questioning me. And it's just like I think it's just it's just the age of their win. Like we're have, we're having to have opinions on everything that everything yeah. we have just have to have opinion on everything that everybody does. And you know, it, I, I'm not going to expect Jay Z to make all the right moves. I'm not, you know, when it's some like some rules, some moves that he's going to make are going to be wrong. Some moves that he's going to make. Is going to be right, right? You kind so of just got to find that balance. Yeah, where it's, it's, you're not it's, just doing a bunch of dirtbag shit. Yeah, there's no, there's no such thing as like ultimate good. Like they're not, mm-hmm. there's nobody out here just doing the ultimate good. Like, I think, I think people think that you know, if you have money and you're black and then you're in, you're the public face, you have to do everything right. You know, you, everything has to be for the ultimate good. And if it isn't, then you're evil. And then, but it's like he, he's he's still a person. Like there's yeah. like there's there's no. I, I feel like there's no there's no. As long as, long as there's as long as there is balance, then you know. I'd rather I think I'd rather have that than you know having to having to try to do every having to try to do everything right, you know like, like I can't like yeah yes other other things have happened but he also he's also doing you know things right and it doesn't I don't think it honestly matters like the opinions of. Uh, it's like every every single opinion is thinking you know whatever whatever he's doing mm-hmm. it's just it is I mean it is it is what it is like you. Yeah, well, you, can, you can't just over you can't just overjudge everything and just make all your decisions like so black and white. You know? Yeah, yeah, of course. So I look, I just look at it as the NFL, NFL Sundays. Every NFL game is the most watched is the most watched TV program every single Sunday. The Super Bowl is the most watched of TV event every single year. So the NFL every Sunday. Has a PSA, they do something, NFL donates money. There's a million and five things the NFL can do. Now, the topic is like, what do you do? You, do you want the NFL's help? Yeah, I mean, I feel, you, I feel like it even, even creates avenues of ways that the NFL doesn't necessarily have to be the face of. Yeah. Help, I, like, help me know. Like, it's like, yo, we're going to part, we're going to part with you with, with Rock Nation. We'll, we'll give you access to, you know, let's say it's not even, it's not even things that you see every day, even in commercials. It could be like every mm-hmm. single NFL game. Cause like NFL is like, it's in many different cities. So, like, yeah. say they're able to get like, uh, you know, artists to perform at the indiv- you know, individual games mm-hmm. that you, you know, you're not going to see everything that's going on in Indianapolis but he said you're able to bring shows he's able to bring people to the games which makes which generates more revenue like if you're doing things for a company that generates more revenue they're going to you know they're going to give you yeah but pe- also, they're going to give you pieces of that yeah, but also trying to initiate uh, some form of social justice yeah you, feel me? you, you can still you can like, still take take pieces of yeah, that their, and their initiative the thing is the initiative they're with is from the players association not necessarily from what Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed 
who broke off, it's a whole nother thing that gets deeper and deeper into the NFL or whatever. But essentially, there was a split where Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed, and a few other players, they had eye vision for what this social justice program was going to be. And then the other NFL players had a different version of it. And at some point in time, Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed, they feel like Malcolm Jenkins and the other players in the other fraction sold them out because the NFL said, okay, we're going to give you X amount of dollars if you stop kneeling. And Malcolm Jenkins and the other players said, okay, cool. You give us this money to put towards these social justice programs, we'll stop kneeling. Eric Reed, Colin Kaepernick, it was like, oh, you just sold us out. We didn't agree to this. Like, what are, like, what are you I mean, doing? But, it, but then the question comes down to, what's more important, kneeling? What's more important, the protest or the, progress. the benefit? Yeah, the protest or progress. What's more important? For, uh, for example, um, the owner of the Detroit Lions, she is the like great great granddaughter of like Henry Ford. She's from that lineage, and at some point in time, the Ford family and the Firestone family married. So she's literally the direct descendant of the Firestone tires and Ford trucks, right? Go in the Game of Thrones. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, you know. I guess like rent, like random off off shooting. It reminds me of like the story, the storylines of like Tekken, of like how the big Je- big Japanese corporations, <laughs> kind of like, corporation. uh, like in Persona Five, where the you know Haru is trying to be no, is a Haru Futaba. Haru. Haru is being married off to this other because like it's like polit- you know, it's political factions and like this. Yeah, yeah. You hear that all the time in Japan. Political like, marriages yeah. are very real all over. Exactly. Political and corporate managers, but that's just that's just a you know random side note. Yeah, but so, but the Lions when they were protesting, some of their players were kneeling. She came to them in their locker room, said, "Look, this kneeling shit is going to stop. I'm going to give any of you a blank check." And I would write, I would, would name the dollar amount, and I would write that to any organization, any um, fund, whatever you, whatever any of you say this money needs to go, I will sit here and write the check. You just can't kneel. That's that's they, that, that, now, that's 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 kind now, of that, that's, 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 that's the question. That's the now, question. Like, what's, what, what's more important? You showing solidarity for Colin Kaepernick. You saying I'm doing this against police brutality, where that money could go right to fight those very things you're doing, but you yourself. Cannot you yourself cannot protest? That's 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 a very interesting position to be in. Like, yeah. hey, you you have a problem, and you're saying that you have a problem. I'm gonna I'm going to solve your problem as long as you stop saying that there's a problem. Yes. So what is like what do you, it's like what do you do? It's like what if what if we actually got the what if we actually got the police brutality um, reform that we needed? If they got a big if they gave Black My, Black Lives Matter a huge check, like yo, if y'all mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. You're going to get this money from reform, but you just got to shut the fuck up. I feel like there needs to be, like, you have to have both sides. Like, you have to have those people that are willing to be like, okay, cool. I'll I'll shut up. Mm -hmm. Give give me the money for the, so I can do right by this. But you still need those people out there that are willing to say, fuck the money. I'm going to keep making noise about this so both sides can kind of feed off. Yeah, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I honestly 100% agree about yeah, that. Yeah, you have to have a tan. You, 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 you need the Malcolm and you need the Martin. You can't, you, yeah. it's, 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 you can't, you can't, everything can be one way. Yeah. I mean, in a perfect, in, in, in a perfect in, world, in, yes. In, 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 this, in a perfect world, yeah, but we're, we don't live in a, we, perfect. We, we, yeah, this, this is reality. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I'll put it this way. What is the, what is the likelihood of everybody Every literally everybody being like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Everything has to burn. We have to actually stop whatever we're this is like civilization, society, whatever we're doing, whatever we're doing right now. We just have to stop. 
Mm-hmm. The likelihood of that actually happening. Yeah, and I believe it's to bring this into like a black history aspect. I want to say it's a Booker T. Washington. Uh, I'm got, I swear to God, I hope I'm right. But anyway, um, Atlanta was on fire, but they were burning because it's a big racial rights in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Little known fact of where Georgia State, where um, Clash from South is at. Yeah, it's in that, it happened in like the 50s, right? Yeah. No, earlier than that, like the 30s. Really? Yeah, 30, really, really on, way before civil rights and things aspect came. So, where Georgia, where Clash from South is at, or Georgia State, for anyone living here in Atlanta, literally black bodies were piled up in that same area from being hung and being burned and being lynched, all right here in the city of Atlanta, right? These race riots were going on. The white control, the white powerful people in the police department, they came to Booker T. Washington and said, hey, this shit's crazy. Your neighborhoods are burning. Our men are scared to go in there, but we will force them to go. We'll tell them to go in there and in all this lynching. We'll we'll stop in the black communities because literally, it's literally white people running into the black communities and peeling them. They're telling we're going to go in there with police and we're going to stop this shit from happening. But you have to come out and condemn the black people and tell them that it, and tell the world that it's the black people's fault for all this stuff happening. And he, because he was like the most powerful black man in definitely in Atlanta and arguably in the whole South during this time. And that was the situation he was forced to deal with. Do you condemn your own people to save your own people, or do you not condemn your people and ride with them, but allow them to continue to suffer? It's almost the same aspect that we're in now, whereas Jay Z's looking at us like, look, Colin has to be sacrificed. He's being blackballed. He's not coming back. That's just something everyone has to accept. Colin Kaepernick is never going to play in the NFL again. He's sacrificed, but because he's doing this, I'm here with these people. Just have, have a lot of can, money. They can, they can do, do a lot of good. Yeah, but he's going to be sacrificed. So then it comes down. It, to like, it's like you, the fact that he. It's like kind of like the fact that he's being sacrificed. People are looking yeah. at Jay Z kind of funny because yeah. he's because at the end of the day he's going to be profiting. Yeah, because, at, at the end of the day, he's still going to be profiting. I mean, yeah. the sacrifice was already made. Yeah, and the same thing with the uh, same thing with uh, Booker Z Washington. Like he was looked at as like everyone loved him. Everyone was like, okay, he is the standard. He is the high. Every all the black people in the South are going to go for. He's who we riding with. After that. After he condemned those black people to save them, people hated Booker T. Washington after that. Like he's looked at like, ah, no, we don't, we don't rock with him no more. Like nah, I feel, nah. uh, to be honest, I even feel like uh, there's people now who will come back and say, oh yeah, Booker T. Booker T. Like, like he still looked as a, a Black History figure. Yeah, but then there's but people, certain, see, people but still th- look there at are certain people who will still be like, no, look at this one thing that he did. Like look, it, fuck Booker, yeah, Booker T. People still look at Booker T. Washington as a sellout. And it's only like and through looking at historical yeah, aspects. Without, without look actually looking see, at without looking yeah, at what we see the whole story is like, okay, cool. But in this moment where black people were being lynched, I mean shit, that's, you blamed that was it his on sacrifice. Black you had yeah. to make it. I mean yeah, he sacrificed his legacy, you sacrificed your name to save black people. But like in this time that's where what black, you feel strongly yeah. about, go for it. Yeah, so it's it's just it's just this whole aspect and like as it's too early to see what the benefit could be. We don't know. The NFL can come out and not do anything at all, and then they just use Jay Z for this uh, political maneuver. That could very well happen. That's a lot of people. Are we gotta get the blacks happen. back. Yeah, Jay Z. Yeah. So, but you gotta think, Jay Z is. You, how much do you trust? It really comes to how much do you trust Jay Z? <laughs> how much do you trust Jay Z? If you trust him, Me if you believe personally? him, I mean, I have homeboys. Shout out to Yuri that says that they listen to Jay Z to get through their life problems. They sit there and they put on Jay when they're going through something like they sit there and they put on Jay Z albums. They go to Jay Z albums, they go to Jay Z songs, and they read and they listen to them like people read Bible verses to get through their day. 
That's how much Jay-Z means to some people. Do you trust Jay-Z that much? And that's what the issue's gonna come down to. And you realize a lot of people don't. But I mean, stab your brother. <laughs> but that's not even what we're gonna be talking about today. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know. Speaking of Jay-Z, anybody listen to that new uh Jeezy? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Nah. Yeah, I listened to it. I heard some in the car on the way over, and I was like, okay, this this sounds promising. Will I go back and listen to it? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm yeah. not sold yet. Yeah, this is Jeezy album. It's just, it's one of those things like, how to say Jeezy doesn't have it anymore, but like. He showed his age. It, not even that, a little bit, because he's trying to, he had a song on there with like Yellow Beezy, I think. He's like, he's kind of rapping like them. He's, he's kind of got like a little Migos flow. It's, it's like little things he's trying to do to keep up with like the times, but at the same time, it's like. Jeezy makes class, uh, classic music, whatever, right? Personally, this is coming from a Jeezy fan. Like, Thug Motivation 101 is a classic album. Thug Motivation 102 is an awesome and amazing, amazing album. I don't want to necessarily say classic, but it's really, really good. Um, the Recession is my favorite Jeezy album. You know, like, Jeezy, and during Jeezy's time, during his run, you couldn't tell me anyone had a bigger impact on the culture or anything than Jeezy. You feel me? And you can just kind of tell that time passed, you know? Like the difference between Jeezy and Ross, Ross is just a way better rapper than Jeezy. Than, than Jeezy, you know. Like no matter what, Ross can keep making his song because he can just rap better. So what's better, Port of Miami Two or Thug Motivation One Four? By landslide. It's not really that close. Mm. And this is coming, and I and I love Jeezy. Like Thug Motivation One One is on repeat all summer, but like it's different. Like he's that. It's just not his time no more, you know? And he's trying. And the album, it's not to say the album's a bad album. It's a good album. It's just like, you he, listen to he's it once. Like he, just, he, he just ain't got it no more. Yeah, it's like you listen to it oh, once. Oh, Jordan okay, playing cool. for the Wizards? Yeah. He ain't washed. Because Jordan, when Jordan he was played, still, he was still when Jordan played for the Wizards, he still dropped 40. He still made the all He still team. did his thing. It's still, it's still points on the album. He's like, yeah. Like, he, Jeezy's there. Like, he can do it. It's like, you can kind of tell like his heart isn't isn't in it anymore, you know. Like rapping, Jeezy rap. Ross continue to rap because Ross loves the art of rap. You never really got that from Jeezy. Like even he even talked about a couple interviews. Like people had to convince him to rap, and then he started rapping, and then he just so happened to be like even Jeezy said, "I'm not a rapper. I'm a motivational speaker." Like that's what he does. Like he he moves. He he preaches. He does these things. And it's like when he tries to do it with albums like The Recession or Church in the Streets and things like that, they aren't necessarily received well. Like people want the gritty, the thug tales, these tales, these that. But like as a but Jesus, like I heard a lot of this before, you know. And it's not. And again, you're not as a dynamic of a rapper as a Pusha T, where you can rap about one thing your whole career, but you're so elite at it. I can listen to Pusha T rap about cocaine for the rest. Of, for <laughs> I was rest say, of my we know what that life. one thing is. Yeah, Jeezy isn't as skilled a rapper as that. He makes these great big. Thug anthems, you know, like for the streets, and it's just like, and if you can't hit like that, what's the point, you know? And I again, listen to the album. It is a great album. There's a lot of hardcore uh, Jeezy fans out there. Um, Jeezy's probably gonna do. He's probably gonna sell like seventy thousand albums his first week sales because he has an entrenched fan base that's always gonna rock with Jeezy no matter what. But this is just like. And it's also his, this is his last album on Def Jam. So after this album's out, 
he's a free agent. Is he gonna is he gonna do the whole independent thing? Is he gonna resign with like Epic or Atlantic or wherever? Like, does he still want to rap? And I honestly don't. I don't think he really still wants to rap. I feel like this last this last album was pretty much pretty much like just you know. He already said he retired. He was before. like, Man, "Fuck, I, I got I have to do one more." Fuck. I mean, I feel like you said he retired, but you know, if you still contracted, you know, to two <laughs> yeah. more albums, then you gotta get that. You gotta get. Yeah, so I bet he, but I bet he was still getting the mails. So like, yo, listen, you still owe us two more albums. So yeah, well, I guess it, we'll see after this if he's actually <laughs> retired. Yeah, it's just not two thousand six anymore. Is that oh six? Not oh seven? Not on nine. Yeah. You hate to see it. And he's a Jesus, another rapper. Well, he's talking about it in the car. But absolutely. He's another rapper. Like his best work is his earliest work. And therefore, everything after that gets compared to it. It's just that Jesus has so much. He had Can't Ban a Snowman. He had Trapper That. He had Thug Motivation One. He had all these classic mixtapes. And then his first album was a classic. And then the second album isn't necessarily a classic, but it's right there on the cusp. And then the recession. His first two. His and first then Trapping Ain't Dead. Yeah, these niggas just scared, bro. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta find that on YouTube. Bro, he was banned. Did y'all see? Um, did y'all see? He was on the Weather Channel for Atlanta. Jeezy went from having, wearing the Snowman T-shirt that was banned all across the South, even in up, even in like Baltimore, places like that, all across the country. He had a shirt banned. He's wearing the shirt on TV in Atlanta, and they even put the uh, the snowflakes up. Like, yeah. Snow's coming. My album's out in stores now. Like, like <laughs> Jesus is a cultural no icon at this point. You feel me? It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, we. In Atlanta. In, in the South in general. Yeah. People love Jeezy. Hey, man, there was a point where you couldn't go to any concert or shows in Atlanta without Jeezy coming up and performing. Yeah. Like, at least two songs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, he can still do it. It's just that Jeezy's heart isn't in it. Like he, we haven't seen really Jeezy really like grow. And when he tries to put these albums out, where he does show growth, where he does rap about different things, he does talk about the black experience. Like nigga, what is this? Yeah, like that's not what we want from you. Put them pies back on you. Yeah, we just wanted. We just like the recession was a concept album about how what's going to happen in the streets when this recession hits. You feel me? Like that's what that that's what the recession. My was. president's black. My Lambo's blue. Yeah, and he put it out before Barack was even elected. Yeah, I'll be goddamn if the rims ain't too. I'll be goddamn. Fact, Barack, they, Barack, they let him in on it. It was like, yeah, Barack was going to get elected, so uh, go ahead and push that agenda. Nah, Barack Obama even shouted Jeezy out at the yeah, correspondence dinner. That, man, that, that, song was, that song was so epic when uh, we actually got elected. Yeah. yeah. I went on to the car, and I was like, I guess I got to play this real quick. Yeah, that song was so big because it had Nas on it, and Nas and Jeezy had beef. Really? Yeah, remember when Nas said hip-hop was dead? And he came up, he said hip hop was dead when Jesus was arguably the biggest rapper in the game. What? That nigga hating. Yeah, yeah, so so Jesus was like, why does nigga hating on me? Oh, because I'm a South, because I'm not lyrical, because I'm not this, I'm not that. Now you want to say hip hop is dead? All right, fuck you. Like, they really like you, li- you sit there and you listen to Soul Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to Soul Survivor, he said hip hop is dead. Come on now, come yeah. on now. So, and they had an actual like beef over it. You know, it was like, man, I'm going to the Gucci Man beef. Yeah, it wasn't that. But they had before, so like even now, I was like, nah, this is so too big of a song. This is too powerful for me not to hop on, not to hop on it, you know. So like I said, it's just not that time anymore. It's not even. I can't even say Jeezy's chasing that sound. It's just that he can't put you back in that mind frame. You feel me? Like nah, Ross has. No, no, it's it's past. Yeah, Ross has this amazing ability. Like even people are saying, like you listening to um, Port of Miami too. 
no matter what kind of car you're driving, you feel like you're driving a Maybach. You just feel like, oh, man, this nigga puts you in that mind state. Jesus' early albums, even if you never touched nothing, his albums put you like, oh, yeah. Like, they put you in that kitchen. Yeah, he put you there. You be, you felt like he was on your auntie house selling it. You you felt it. You feel me? Like you know I'm saying you you watching you. <laughs> yeah, put, you you can feel the eyes on you. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you drive know, real smooth with them pies be on you. I swear to God, that's my favorite line. Yeah, brother. And then, like the camera zoomed in on him and his <laughs> eyes was crossed. I was like, oh shit, this nigga's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> There's pies in this video <laughs> just to make it authentic. Yeah, man. So um. Oh, man. But yeah, so it's just it's just that. But it's a good album. Like everyone should go check it out. It's a good album. He still has thumpers on it. It's all the aspects of it. It's just for it to be Thug Motivation 104, 104, The Legend of the Snowman. It's I peeped the uh good. the exit he was coming off of. No stoke. Yeah. I appreciated that. <laughs> yeah. But go check it out. And then it, the album full of these the album just came out on Friday. It's only Sunday. Yeah. I haven't had a full chance to really sit. Maybe a week, a month from now, I'll come back and like, bro, I was bullshitting. That was amazing. Uh, it was all cap. I'm yeah, I was all cap. This Jesus, yeah. Jesus. I, to I be honest, I, I feel like music reviews should be refreshed every uh, every every season. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. season, like this should be the first the initial reaction. The next season, you put out you put out another another reaction. I feel like that's only fair yeah. because you know the first reaction isn't always you know the right one. Like there's plenty of artists that I listened to years from when you know the album came out. Like I could originally say like, hey, I hated that album, mm-hmm. and then I'll come back years later and be like, this is actually like something very significant. So I feel like uh, music. I feel like music reviews should be updated regularly. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt about. Uh Drunk and Hot Girls off of Graduation. I yeah. hated that song. I still hate that song. Out. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't I, say. I don't necessarily care for it, but I didn't understand it because I didn't go through anything. I'd never been. I was in high school. Like, I wasn't dealing with Drunk and Hot Girls because, I mean, there's some, but. I just didn't it's like, like I didn't cut. like the way that song flow. I'm like, this. I just don't like the way this song flows, bro. I don't fuck with it. It, it's, it was a, it was a standout of, of the album. I like because I it's people who's that's their favorite song on that album. I don't understand that. I feel like sorry I remember, for I was him. I was listening to that um, outside outside of my class, and my friend walked up to me. It's like, yo, what is you doing? You summoning somebody or something? Like, <laughs> it's, like it's like the song sounded like creepy and evil. Yeah, it, it does. It does sound creepy, but it's a. Uh, I mean, it, I've, I've heard more satanic than that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like. I get it now. You feel me? Like, um, speaking of Kanye, uh, Josh, you said that I, a Yandy leak is trash. I didn't like it. I actually gave it a full chance. I was like, I, I can't wait to get through this. <laughs> it, it, it's, 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 it's the fact that I still have, I still have hope for Kanye. I feel like there's still um, one of those panders got to you. It's like, God damn it! All right, it's it's. It, it's it's just like the entire time I was I was hoping to get that glimpse of like okay this this you know the, the old I wouldn't say I don't want to say like the old Kanye was there mm-hmm. but I feel like what made what makes Kanye great is there's still it's still something retained in that because I feel like uh, the last album there's a little bit there's a little bit of that lost um, yeah and I was I was hoping that'll be I mean it's still at the end of the day it's still a leak I mean I've always listened to 
the Kanye leaks. Like, I, I, you know, love. If you listen to Love Lockdown, the original version, you'll be mm. like, yo, what the fuck is this? And then listen to the album version. I was like, okay, it's, it's oh. fixed up a little bit. Yeah, that, that, that's, I feel like that's a regular thing with Kanye. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, you know, the out the the leak that happened. I highly doubt that that would have been if the, if you say it's a leak. I highly doubt that would be the finished version because of how you know how much you read about yeah, Kanye even, being a perfectionist. Yeah, like, even in the leak, he's not even rapping or something. He's like kind of mumbling or yeah, hum, it's like it's like a, it's, it's like the, the reference album. So yeah, I mean. Even still, I was just kind of like, if it's if this is the direction that that you're going, I I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, and that's the two prevailing thoughts. Either this is the direction that Yandi's going to go, or it's going to be this is, um, like he's scrapping this whole idea and going with something completely different. Yeah, I, I hope that's so because there's, there's there's still rem, there's still remnants of what uh what i really wanted for the kanye album like there were still sessions of the sunday service there was mm-hmm. still like there was one i think there was only one of those but what that was was really amazing i really appreciated that it, that that was all them. i kind of just expected it to be more of that than than what it was but there was still like the, i guess like the whatever um i guess like you remember like the chance influence that was mm-hmm. on life of pablo there was still a lot of that gospel element to it yeah, I guess like what he what he does with the you know what he does with the voices, um, yeah. but overall it was just kind of like the the one thing I can say is like my biggest critique about his last two albums was that Kanye West has always been on this perfectionist. You feel me? Like granted, like uh, on, on my beautiful Doctor's Fantasy, Chris Rock said, yeah, Kanye West had me in the studio for like five hours just talking to get. The part and he only used the little bits you hear on it because he just wanted things exactly right. T Pain said he sung the hook for Good Life for three hours until he got it. Come right. on, man, I want to go home. Yeah, like Kanye West is perfection. It's the last two albums. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear like it's like he just did some shit and put it out because you know people will fuck with it. It was this rush. So the fact that he's taking his time on Yandi, he's like, okay, maybe this will be. I might not enjoy the sound, but I enjoy the. The elements he, the, how the effort he put into it, the perfect, yeah, the perfect the sound he's going for. Like even though I don't care for Jesus, he nailed the sound he was going for. I think I just think Travis Scott did it better. But that's a different, a different topic for a different day. Um, are any y'all uh, little brother fans? Yeah, but I didn't listen to. Um Uh, I didn't. I didn't listen to it because I, I was like, I guess, like the from the first album. Whenever mm-hmm. I heard uh, um, "Loving It," yeah, made the I, lower watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really had to question what year it was with all this music drop. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I never really got into Little Brother. That was not to say it was a bit before my time, but it was just not an album. Like my brother didn't have the album. I didn't know anybody that played the album. I didn't know anybody who talked about Little Brother like that. Yeah, some, was, some of their old shit will pop up on Pandora. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, okay. okay, I see the appeal. Oh, this Fonte guy. Oh, okay, I see when and listen to Fonte. Oh, I, I see where people say Drake got his whole style from Fonte. I see that, but I never like Knife Wonder. I like Knife Wonder beats, but listening to like sitting down true, and listening true. to like the Mistral show, I don't think I've ever done that. But listening to this, oh man, Knife Wonder didn't even produce anything on here. Really? Yeah, it's just a word. Yeah, it's just uh the rapper Pooh and Fonte. Rapper Big Pooh. Yeah. So it's just them two, and they got a bunch of beats from a lot of different people. Because Knife, um, he's just he's working on Rhapsody's album. 
He's working on a bunch of other stuff. He said he didn't have time to sit there and really craft something with little. Brother. Oh man, that's, just, hey, that, we, that's disappointing to be honest. Hey, we, we worked together before. I, 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 to be honest, I don't think I don't even think I don't think it counts. <laughs> if does it really count as a little? As a if, little I mean, if, if not, if it, if not, then produce it. I don't even know if it really counts. I mean, it's it's, it's Fontaine and Robert Big Pooh yeah. together again. Yeah, and, and it's not produced by Ninth Wonder. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I think I think uh, Little Brother is a trio. To be real, mm-hmm. does it make you mm-hmm. think that they'll do something like sooner with Ninth Wonder? I mean, it depends. On, it, I, mean, I guess it depends That's on Ninth Wonder. I mean, there's another rap group that broke up, and they just did a, a couple events where they like got back together. I remember it was a big thing on Twitter when mm-hmm. I think it was. North Carolina A and T. I think that's the school they all went to, either A and T or Central. One of them. Anyway, they all went there and they reunited for their homecoming, and that was a big thing. Uh, they reunited at the Art of Cool, I think. Like it was, they were like, okay, cool. They're talking again. They're friends again. They're putting out this music together again. Great, 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 great. And here we finally get the album. But the album is which um, a lot of people like to call adult contemporary hip hop. You know. Almost like a Killer Mike album, like a rap music from Killer Mike, um, Jay Z's Four Forty Four, like a rap album for like adults for brunch. No, no not brunch. Brunch <laughs> is for young niggas. Like, bro, old niggas go to brunch. Yeah, but like a rap album for like people like thirty five plus. You feel me? Yeah, like, like they have bars and like, um, my son just turned eighteen years old. He's going to college. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, congratulations. Like, nah, two people graduated, him from high school and me from child support payments. And it's like, oh, it's like they have all, all these types of bars. Like, oh, man, I almost relate to all of this, but I, I don't have any kids yet. I don't, I'm not in that point in my life. But I could see if I was, you know, 35, 40 plus, and I was like, okay, this this album resonates with me. And I saw a lot of uh, older Older people out there like, yeah, this album hits. Like, this is exactly what I, this is what I, as a 35, 40-year-old man, am, am going through. But as a 26-year-old, I was like, oh, man, this just sounds good. And okay. I as long as it still go, sounds good, it's yeah, not like And I should probably go listen to the Minstrel Show now because it'll probably resonate with me now because I'll probably understand a lot of things they're going through, you know? Like, yeah. it's the same, almost the same thing I say. Well, I don't listen to, I don't really don't listen to rappers younger than me because they talking about stuff I've already been through. Like, there's nothing NBA young boy that can, can tell me that, that the pussy didn't tell me when I was that age that really understand and enjoy that type of music. You feel me? So, it's, it's just that. It's a great album. Go check it out, though. Made the Lord Watch. Of all the albums I listened to this weekend, that might have been the best one. Um, did y'all miss a Rhapsody? No, I never really listened to Rhapsody. Oh, my God. Yeah, you miss an opera. Rhapsody Eve. If uh, Little Brother is the best album, Eve is like one B. I mean, I, it's like I, 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 Rhapsody songs will come on, but then I just wouldn't finish the song. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, try. I'll say try Eve. It's her most accessible, accessible album. Yeah, like this is a great. If you never listen to Rhapsody, or you don't really like. This is a great album to come in on because it has all the melodies you want. Uh, the hooks are nice. She doesn't have like a whole lot of big name features, but yeah, like I mean, she, she it's like all, it's like all the pieces are there, but that doesn't mean that you know it's 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 for me. Like there's a, there's a lot there's a lot of like other rappers. There's a lot of you know music that's out that you know technically yeah, you should like it because you know all the pieces are there, but it's just like it's not everything is for me. Yeah, but it's another rapper from North Carolina, not <laughs> just like little brother, but um, she plays a lot of homage stuff like uh the song 
Ibta Hodge has D'Angelo and the, and the Jizza from Wu Tang Clan on it, mm-hmm. and it actually, actually has a sample from Liquid Swords. And I listen to that song. Yeah, it's it's good. Like every song, it's called Eve, but every song on the album is named after a black woman, and they all like following different themes. Like Serena is about being powerful. Cleo, like a Queen Latifah character from Set It Off, is about taking and people taking shots at her, her taking shots back at people. Um, yeah, Tyra is about yeah. Tyra is about being uh, pretty and fine. Like it's all these different <clears throat> aspects of, of like she takes the the name of the black woman and incorporates into like the theme of the song. You know, and it's 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 really good. It's a really great album. Like it's nice forty minute ride. Put it on. It's I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I'm also kind of a Rhapsody fan. Like she really rap. She's rapping on this album. And I, as a person who really enjoys like the lyrics of it all, yeah, yeah, this is it. That's dope. Yeah, man. Um, staying on music, Young Thug, got to check that out yet? No, not yet. I actually haven't, but right. sooner or later. For, <laughs> save that for the next podcast. Podcast? Um, <laughs> podcast, what podcast? Um, yeah, Young Thug was great, though. So much fun. We'll talk about it next time. I think everyone gets a chance to listen to it. All right. Um, anything else with music? You guys want to talk about touch on? Uh, shout out to Baby Rose. You should definitely check it out. Yeah. Oh man, I love that album. Pressure. That's my shit. Oh my god. I because I was I because honestly I didn't like because I I honestly don't like Mortal. I just don't like that song. Which got me kind of worried about the rest of the album, about mm-hmm. what the direction it was going to go, because I'm not I'm not really like a vocalist kind of guy. Like if it's like pure vocals, like I, I don't really care for that. I like, I like you know the I like the entire song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I listened to this album and then like it was the, the so honestly the whole thing except for that one song really. Uh, I got to alter myself. I was like, man, shh, bro, because she's like one of those singers that has just a really soulful voice. Yeah. Like it's like it's like because it, like there's singles who can there there are singers who can sing soulfully, but mm-hmm. she has a soulful voice. Like her it's just like it's so unique. That's yeah. I mean that's really it's, that's really what it is. Her voice yeah. her voice is so unique. Um, but I, I really I really enjoyed um, I really enjoyed that album. I, yeah. I I knew that it was gonna put I knew that was gonna be my album to put on repeat for the fall. Um, so Baby far, Baby Rose to myself. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I just know like pre- like pressure and all time myself with the standouts for me, but this just that entire album was was amazing. Yeah. If y'all like something that probably in that same vein, you ever heard of uh, Snow Allegra? Yeah. Yeah. S N O H Snow. I didn't listen. I didn't listen to her new album. Yeah. Uh, Ugg, those feelings. That's that's an amazing album. In that same as uh, was that was that the one that just came out? It or? just came out. Oh yeah. yeah no. Um, it's fourteen tracks. Seven. It's executive produced by No ID. Okay. Yeah, so he did seven of the songs on there, and in most of the songs, he either co-produced Bruce on, or he helped mastered it, or he did something to it. That's that's an amazing album. Like it's a, in the yeah, same, I bet because like the first, I think the first one was uh, who was it? It was either Boy Wonder or somebody Hit Hit Boy, or it was either mm-hmm. Hit Boy or Boy Wonder, or both of them together. Yeah, and who like, well put that together? In the album, like in the beat, it gives a lot of room to like. Sing and express it. So there's not a lot of clutter going on. You can say there's no, there ain't no tricks on this. You feel me? Yeah. It's just a great, great sounds. And yeah. Her I, voice I feel. I feel like she, like she would have been. She, she could sing the uh, a James Bond theme. Yeah. Yeah. 
like snow like if you haven't if you haven't uh checked it out snow Allegra, ugg those, ugg those feelings by snow Allegra. it's an amazing piece of work go check that out all right yeah to be honest i'm listening to uh 80s and 70s japanese pop so I don't, I don't i don't know how i don't know Good. how much i don't know how much yes. to, bro send me those playlists uh, actually, what I need to do is put together a YouTube uh, playlist because I, because like I started, I, I was just like, you know what? I ended up on YouTube just browsing around, pulling up videos, and then I remember that I still have uh, the playlist. Like, it's like when I, um, that's where I got, I, I get a lot of my samples from YouTube. So I have um, playlists that I put together, you know, the saved, saved, uh, mm. whatever, saved playlists on YouTube of when I, whenever I'm, you know, whenever I'm in the lab trying to get a new sample, I just go to that playlist, pick one, download it and work. And then I also have the playlist that I made when I was working at the radio station uh, for the Soul Kitchen. So I still have that playlist up. So I, you know, when I'm on YouTube, when I went on YouTube, I was just like, wait, I still have, I'll just lock in with one of mine. And then all the channels that I used to follow um, were still there. And then I just started listening to music. And it made me realize that uh, I really can, I think YouTube probably would be the best streaming service, technically, the the YouTube Red, the the, the paid YouTube subscription, because- yeah, YouTube Music, YouTube. Because you can't, because you can't, um, cl you can't close your app. Like when, you, when you're looking on Safari, you can't close your app and still listen to the music. Mm -hmm. So it allows you, to, it allow, it'll allow you to do so through the app. Where you can close, where you can close the uh, close the app mm -hmm. um, and listen to songs, but YouTube pretty much has every song that you can think of, really, because there's because like the music that I was listening to is not streaming because these are vinyl rips. Mm -hmm. So this is this is music that pe this is music that people are uploading, not the artists themselves. The people are uploading these albums, mm -hmm. and like these are like the the music that I was listening to was like very 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 rare music these are artists that were not like mainstream artists these are artists that were just like hey they were they were just like doing they was like doing things these are, these are very you know very 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 niche very niche like mm. I'll, i remember getting to the point where i was listening to songs where it'll be the only it'll be the only song with this with this artist that's on youtube the only one and it ha it'll have like less than a thousand views that kind of, it's like that kind of stuff, but it'll be, it'll be like the song would be absolutely amazing. But these, imagine, imagine if like, you know, your let's say your you know your little cousin who put out a mixtape. Let's say let's say thirty let's say thirty years from now, somebody finds that on YouTube and they're, and they're listening to it. It's, mm -hmm. it's 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 basically something like that. Very 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 you know niche, but it's like. These these songs like you can get you can get these um these these albums um from like you know Discogs or like eBay or something like that. You can get these albums. You can get, you can get them, but even the vinyl is like one hundred and twenty seven dollars. So if you want to listen to this music, you're gonna have to be on YouTube with these with these songs that are only there, and you can find anything else. And, and it's even like there's addition like except like there's additional content specifically for YouTube. Mm -hmm. You can also get like the add on for live TV. So it made me really think that YouTube might be it really might be like the supreme like streaming service because the amount of content that you're able to get because when people people are really just thinking of like streaming, they think of like you see their music or it's video. Mm -hmm. But YouTube has always been both. It's always been both. And have user generated content, and ha and have user generated content. So you can get, plus YouTube now. Now you can watch like YouTube now has movies that you can watch. Like you, mm -hmm. you can just watch the official version yeah, of Super Size Me. Yeah, like, there's like this, this, you know, this actual, you know, there's actually things there. So, and that's not is that's not even um, paid. 
Yeah. There's movies, there's full movies, licensed movies that you can watch on YouTube that is not even paid. So that it really just got me thinking that YouTube might actually be the supreme one because it has pretty much everything that you want, but the fact that you can't get a lot of the um the more things that people are, it's like the more things that people are talking about. So it's like yeah. what it's like what type of con- it's like for me, I guess like for me it would be because of the content that I like. I I really like user-generated content like I like Cha- mm-hmm. Like cha- like independent channels. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of things that are not on like Netflix or not on Hulu that are not on Amazon Prime. Like the type of content that I like is like in- I like I really like independent content. Yeah, YouTube is the supreme place for niche content. Yeah. It's also like the second largest search engine in the world. Yeah. Right behind Google, which, so yeah. which which you know Google's own. So I, Google's I, own YouTube, so. I think I think so I honestly I honestly might have, I'm, I'm a, I'll I'll still get what I need to get out of Amazon Prime, but I'm I'm seriously considering getting a subscription for YouTube. So because of the sheer amount of content that I know that I'm able to have access to. I've actually been fucking with Amazon Prime lately just to watch. Uh, I've been watching The Boys. I'm like on episode. I want to say like four or five of that shit, and I, they need to work on their app. Like it's yeah it's in not, general it's, it's not you're, you're like, watching it on PS4 right yeah I'm like this shit is not as ergonomic as like a no, lot of other apps not, like the UI really, is not intuitive they're really not paying attention to that at all like I was just trying to pick up where I left off watching the episode I had like ten minutes left it's and so shit, hard it's so hard to find things this shit started me back to the beginning I'm like yeah, every because like every every time you <laughs> like, every what? time you let's say you forget, it took you forever just to find that one piece of content mm-hmm. and then you get into it and then it's like eh, I don't want to watch this it shoots you all the way back to the beginning. Wherever you wherever you were, and so yeah. you, it shoots you all the way back to when you go back. It's just like this is not it's not user friendly at all. Yeah, it it gets thing. annoying sometimes. The, but like they're getting better content. Like they have uh, the anime Vinland Saga, which I'm going to start watching. It's it's made by the same studio that did Attack on Titan. It's supposed to be like one of those really good like manga anime series. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna give it a try. But I've like, heard good things about it. Yeah, like that app is garbage. I'm like, yeah. bro, this it's, shit it's, fucking it's pretty, sucks. Like the fast cons- forwarding, you press a fucking trash. button and it fast forwards. I'm like, bro, even even fine, even fucking. Old they school. Have, Why the they fuck would you do each, that? They have instead of instead of you searching for the show, mm-hmm. you're searching for the season of the show. They'll, they'll, they'll like, hey, if you want those, so for, so for some reason, like when you're watching SpongeBob, they'll say, hey, SpongeBob season three. They have season one, but it's just showing you season three instead of just showing like, hey, watch SpongeBob. That yeah. kind of thing is just like, why? Like, see, is, is is nobody looking at this? See, that's the thing. We get into like these major major corporations trying to be involved in every single thing. Like, it stream- Amazon does streaming because they can, not because they need to. Yeah. Netflix has an amazing UI because that's the only way they make money yeah. is you tuned in to Netflix. YouTube only makes money, uses an amazing UI because that's how they make their money, through you going in and searching things. So, of course, they're going to make it as easy yeah, as the they best they have to make it can. as intuitive as possible because yeah. a bunch of children use it, like literally. Yeah. Uh, um, and that's, Kids under one years old yeah, and use YouTube flawlessly. And that's probably not the... I, Disney Plus isn't out yet, but when it does come, how how much do you think Disney is going to pay attention to that aspect? And here's your to the UI, yeah. To the, well, I feel like they're taking the time hey, to kind of put some polish I feel, on I feel, it. I feel like, I feel like they Disney, have like the blueprint that Hulu laid out. So Disney, yeah, I mean, they do, Disney which is, is probably great, is a great thing they do. Like, Disney probably has the best produced content of all entities. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they 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 are when it comes to presentation and production, like they they always have like yeah, an elite level. But the same way, I'm not saying I I believe it's going to be great, the UI at least. I I do think that because they literally they like you just said they have the Hulu blueprint and Hulu is doesn't have Hulu's UI is great. It's not as good as Netflix's, but it's pretty good. Um. So it's just like that's 
because their streaming service isn't what Disney makes their money on, they make money for everything else. This is just yeah. something they can they're doing for literally for shits and giggles and the fuck with Netflix probably. Yeah, like the more shit that comes out about Disney Plus, the more I'm looking, I'm like, damn, this is gonna be pretty viable. Like they announced the She Hulk series and uh Moon Knight and Miss Marvel. And Miss and Miss Marvel. So it's so Disney to, Plus is gonna be full of um uh Marvel content, just full of Marvel, Marvel, Marvel content. Yeah, Marvel yeah. content. And new Marvel content. You have new Star Marvel Wars content. content. They just dropped the trailer for The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, that actually looks really good. And it's gonna, just going to be on uh, Disney+. Plus. Yeah, they have man, that, everything Pixar ever came out with, man. everything, all the Disney movies, they're bringing back Lizzie McGuire. Whew. There's rumors that they're trying to bring back the Proud the family. Granted, Disney officially announced they're bringing out Lizzie McGuire. It's only a rumor that they're bringing back the Proud family. So we don't really Yeah, a lot of that I've seen was just like a fake account yeah, pushing, yeah. pushing pushing the proud push, family push, yeah. agenda again. Yeah, it's like okay, if we every couple if months rile up enough interest in it, then yes it can. And all and uh, damn near all this stuff is coming out day one. When Disney Plus drops November twelfth. Yeah. You can watch all this stuff right there November twelfth. For a while I was really wondering like what Netflix's play is gonna be. I'm seeing they're doing a lot of like video game generated content. So they're making like Shows and shit based around video games, like well, The Witch is a book series that mm-hmm. they made a game out of, but the game is what made it more popular than anything. So, then they're doing a Cuphead series, Devil May Cry is getting a series similar to the one like Castlevania. Mm-hmm. That's just that's oh, just gonna man. be incredible. That's just gonna be great. Oh my god, I can't wait for that Devil May Cry series. Bro, what yeah. with that? With that story, rock I mean, yeah, yeah, Devil May Cry Five. That, that story was pretty. It was pretty fine. Uh, yes. Yes, this that, was, like, one, that like, was one of the best hey, anime it, that came out this year, and it was a fucking video game. It was really good. It was really good. Yeah. So one thing I do feel like Netflix or Amazon or all these other places will have over Disney Plus, Disney Plus they're hamstringed only Disney content, which means there's not going to be any new. You know, you can't be some young creator and try and write for Disney or something like that. Because why? They have their entrenched writers. They're gonna get guaranteed people you feel me they're gonna get the best the best of the best because they're disney right you're not gonna have any like small independent shows or anything like that you're not gonna get um what's that show y'all like that was on netflix that got canceled after one season <laughs> which, which one, one? Um, <laughs> it's like shed in texas or something chambers chambers oh chambers. Yeah, you're yeah. not gonna get the chambers on disney because and why, that's would, why would disney do that so that's why netflix and all these other streaming services still have you gotta have your pros and cons with each yeah. uh service Unless yeah. you got to understand that not you know everybody doesn't need to buy the services, but you, you should. You, you need to have a circle of friends that will allow you, you to. You should have good UI. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? I'm talking to you, Amazon. Amazon, fix it. I know you're listening. We're on Twitch. Fix it, please, <laughs> please. I really want to like watch and enjoy. Like, The Boys is pretty good. I'd recommend watching it. The first episode escalates quickly. The second episode ends with a bang. And it just gets wild from there. So yeah, I'm hearing good, th- good. Sh- yeah, it's, it's interesting to see like how a world with superheroes and how that would kind of work if it was in our type of world, like mm-hmm. in real life. Like the superheroes, they're egotistical. They're like, oh, I'm better than fucking you normies. They're they're hyped up off drugs, like performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> Uh, they're so integrated in society, like everything is artificial. Like they're like, okay, there's going to be a crime here, so you guys go there and preemptively, they preemptively send people to where they know there's going to be crimes using uh, like technology and shit to kind of track crimes down. And there's a lot of shady shit going on. Like shit's not what it seems. So 
the story basically revolves around the boys and they're like, you know, we're here to fucking kill these soups. So it's a fucking bod, the bastards. And, you know, it's just interesting to see. Like, you haven't seen any supervillains and you realize, like, oh, the superheroes are the supervillains. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sounds riveting. Just if the UI was better. <laughs> if the <laughs> UI so was more. better, right? Um, another show that's coming to Netflix, it already came out on Netflix, uh, Cannon Busters. Yes. Have you had a chance to check that out? Of course. You, of course. You, Josh, you checked out Cannon yeah, Busters? Yeah, I, I watched maybe two full episodes. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to LaShawn Thomas. He actually made it. Yeah. You know, you, you don't often see anime created by black people, but it, when you do, this is what you get. So here's that weird question. Is Cannon Busters kind of the anime? Yes. Why? It's the way it's animated. Like he was fucking living in Japan, animating this series. Okay. There's a there's a Japanese audio track that goes with it, so you can you can listen to it in dubbed or sub. It really just depends on you. Mm. And this is it's kind of like in the same vein of like a like a Trigun. Mm, oh yeah, you can tell it's. Oh, you can tell that he Trigun Outlaw Star. Outlaw Star. Bebop. You can tell that he yeah. loved anime and he put a little bit of each anime. Like even with the. With the cutaways, Cannon Busters, and he comes back, Cannon Busters. <laughs> just, just, just slightly yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, it's just like Full Metal. Full Metal full Alchemist. Alchemist. Full it's metal the same Alchemist. shit. Dog, like the last two episodes are so fucking good. It doesn't make any sense. Like the animation is good. It's, it's fucking funny. Like all the way through. I enjoy the characters. The music mm-hmm. is fucking flames. Oh, that, that opening? That opening slaps. Yeah. To be honest, I really didn't like the opening. I didn't Ooh. like. I was I was lukewarm at it, on it at first, but by the third episode, I was like, okay. I feel like it did. I feel like it is. It didn't match. It doesn't match for an anime. Honestly, isn't it's not. It's like a song itself might have been great, but it's just like for an anime. I was just like, this doesn't match. Bro, I promise you. By like episode yeah. five, you're yeah. in like, yeah. that's just that's just that shit slaps. It's like does the opening of Yu Yu Hakusho match Yu Yu Hakusho? No, but this shit this shit's great. It does. I f- it, it, it immediately that was like immediately oh yeah this is this is great. It does because you know that it should. Yeah, I mean it's just that the it's just like the it was still it was still an exciting it was still an exciting opening. I feel like the song wasn't exciting. It was a little bit too a little bit too mellow for me when it comes to an anime opening. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of a like let's do something. It was it, it felt like hey let's do something different for an anime opening. But it didn't necessarily fit what could have, you know, what if, if somebody would have chosen anything else. Yeah, it, it, just, it just didn't. It didn't fit for me. I've seen countless animes, and they all have different types of openings. Yeah, so it, it was, it yeah, was, maybe, not, maybe it was nothing that, that was out of the ordinary. Yeah, and to that be vibe honest. fit for me because that's it's like a background show. Like, don't get me wrong, the storyline's cool. Um, I, it's really <clears> like if you're really into anime, seeing all the influences. Like, uh, what's the what's the uh, the can't die name? What's the name? Philly, Philly yeah. the kid. Yeah, Philly the kid. Yeah, that's Spike from fucking Cowboy Bebop. He looks like Spike. His hair damn is like Spike. The same, like, damn near the same mannerisms. His voice is almost the same. To it's be like, honest, I didn't like that aspect at all. I I don't like when anime is kind of like use the same tropes of like character archetypes. That's when I like, like every anime though. Uh, every anime character is based off another anime character. It's just slightly different. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is the anime trope. That is the animal trope in itself. itself. So it, you, that's just. I, what did, it I, is. I, I guess I just didn't like it as much in this one. Like you ever seen an annoying main character? All those are just Sinji. All of them are just Sinji. Yeah, 
And Some of them are just better Sinji's. The thing about it, like, you realize that he's a different, like, because he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just a piece of shit that can't die. He's not exceptionally talented or anything. He just can't he fucking just die. He just can't die. Like, he, <laughs> he keeps telling him, like, yeah, you're not. You stay. You have this whole legend. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're trash. Like, you just can't you die. You just can't die. Yeah. But then the old, the drunk old man, like, that nigga's fine. Nine, he's fucking fine. You got, he has the drunk old man trope. Mm-hmm. He's like a wanted Ronin, you know, a legendary assassin. He's like, yeah, I'm just here to, he has a tragic, to drink your He beer. has a tragic backstory. <laughs> I just want to drink your beer and fucking throw hands. Yeah, it's like he took all these. It's like he's the creator, LaShawn. He took his all every influence of every anime he's ever watched. Yeah. And said, all right, I'm probably going to get one shot at this. Yeah. Let I'm me- just going to. Make a love letter. It's like a love letter to anime. Yeah, because a lot of it's like episodic slice of life type shit. And then with like, it slowly progresses towards the story with like the shit that happens in the background. Yeah. And then eventually, like episode like 10, when they finally arrive at where they're trying to go, you start to see the plot. And then you see even more pieces of other anime. You get like your Gurren Login, You get your, your Evangelion, like mm. the point where the mech is... Fucking ripping pieces off of the other mech yeah. on some Evangelion shit. Yeah, you see it. You see it. And it's like, okay, cool. I, I see it. Like, yeah. I see division. The I see what you're fighting, going for. He's up there doing substitution. It's like, oh, oh my, this dude, this person really loves anime. And he was mm-hmm. like, all right, this is my, like you said, this is my love letter to anime. Yeah, in fact, he was in Japan making it, creating it, having Japanese animators. Like, he was really in the, in the mix for it yeah. all. And that's what I really, really enjoy about it. As far as the anime in and of itself, it wasn't like the best thing I ever seen ever, because like to your point, it does where its influences so much on this sleeve that it's not necessarily original in that aspect. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make it bad. Like I didn't necessarily care for Space Dandy because I was like, eh. it's almost in that same vein to me. Like it's really episodic up until the end where there's a plot. But I'm really ex- how it, season one ended. It made me excited for season two. Yeah, that was the main okay, thing. It was cool. like. The- if anything, they're laying down the groundwork, getting people on board for it, and it's like, all right, please help. Like, let's get this second season. Yeah, because it's funny, and then like, it's this thing where I always look at it. All right, this is the anime. This anime can literally take place in any universe of any anime. Any ever. universe. There's so much random. And this shit. Is, and this There's is, random beings, yeah. cat people, fucking shape shifting motherfuckers, sentient robots, fairies, magic. magic. You got it all. Souped up technology. (laughs) Literally, mech. I was like, oh, this shit's going to be great. The first five seconds I see a mech, like, oh, yeah, this shit's amazing. I'm already already sold. So I look at it like, this anime can take place in any universe, and this is where all the black people are at. Yeah. That's one thing, like. That was great to see. Yeah, one thing, when you watch anime, you know there's a lot of, it's the assumption that all these people are white, or no, a lot of Asians, this is how Asians view themselves a lot of times. Like, no, Asians are just pale. Like, you know, he just happens to be, this person just happens to be very pale. That, that, but white people, it's, anime is that weird thing where Asians see themselves in anime, but white people can also see themselves in anime because the skin tone is so similar or whatever. But, like, so when you see dark-skinned people or when you see black people, it's, like, not jarring, but it's like, oh, there's a black person. It's Whew. obvious. There we go. <laughs> so watching this anime and seeing nothing but black people, and then you, but seeing some white people, it's like, oh, there's a white person. But it wasn't like a thing. It was something that had to be addressed. It wasn't like, oh my god, there's so many black people. It as a per, as a black person watching black people on the screen, a large majority of black people on the yeah. screen. It was like, oh man, this is 
This is cool. Bro, this nigga referenced Pocket Pool. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, that shit is legendary. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, cool. Like, this is, I rock with this. I rock with this. Yeah. So, yeah. it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't watched it. Please, mm-hmm. like, go watch that. Yeah, give it, get a season two. And then, not even so much for this show, but for the next black person wants to create an anime, their show can get made. Like, yeah. it's like, you need one to make it. So others can come behind it, you know? Yeah, they can open that door up. Like. Yeah. And I can see, like, why it's so varied and why it has all these influences. Like, it's so many different things, aspects of the show. that It's something about the show you're going to like. I think that's what he's kind of going for. Mm. Like, I'm going to give you everything and something about this you should like. About You know, some aspect of this you should like. And it's like, okay, cool. You bring him in, and then the second season you probably tell the, the show you really kind of want to tell. This is a dark show. Like it's a lot of blood. It's oh, a lot. Yeah. Of, it's a lot. Of, it's it's kind of not yeah, people, gory people per se. Get, like the, like the, sec, the second episode murdered. is like, hey, we're killing and eating people yeah. because we have to. Yeah, yeah. It's this whole episode when um they're skinning they're skinning people alive and selling their skin and drinking purses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's it's a very dark show, but it's really funny and lighthearted all at the same time. So it kind of touches all these different areas. So I kind of wish it was darker. Not in the storyline, but in animation. I wish it was a little bit darker. In the tone? Yeah. Yeah. See, I, the animation, like I said, it makes me just think of Trigun. Mm-hmm. Really? Because like, that's that's pretty much the same type of world. Oh, yeah. In the world, like it's like in the world setting, yeah. Yeah. It's like a Western. But Trigun was, but Trigun was darker. I think it's more of, set, more of, it's like a mixture of Cowboy Bebop and Trigun. An outlaw and star. Outlaw star. It's like those yeah. three. Like it's, it's those very, are the it's big a, three. Like, the gunshots even yeah. sound exactly the same. It's like oh, I don't know how old Sun is, but like oh, you came up watching Tanami during the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. When those three shows pretty much played back to back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I I enjoy it. And Netflix, you better give this shit a season two, please. And if you want to like, if you want to watch something different, more traditional Japanese, watch Kaimetsu no Yaiba, Demon Slayer. Because that shit has been on fucking 10, and I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, staying on Netflix, did I see that Dave Chappelle's going with another special? Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. You know, if Z was here, we could talk about when he went to go see Dave Chappelle live, but you know, next episode. RIP. RIP. Shit, man, we, we need to address. The major elephant in the room. We've been talking about a lot of Disney and shit. How do y'all feel about this whole Sony, Spider-Man, Disney, Marvel, Cinematic Universe uh Oh, you mean situation? the thing I called on episode 32 specifically? Go back and listen to it. It's just disappointing. It's disappointing? Mm-hmm. Dre, how do you feel? Uh... It's it's just, it's disappointing. Like we could we could at least get one more Spider Man. Yeah, I mean them. it's it's just like no, we're taking we're completely taking it off the table. Like mm-hmm. come, it's like do you guys you guys see like the whole backstory behind everything? Why, I mean, why it happened the way it happened? Does it matter? What does it matter to you? Why it happened? Does it matter? Not, it I mean, not really. I mean, I read the articles. I read the theories. It was just like uh, it's at the end of the day they removed Tom Holland from being Spider Man, arguably. The best Spider-Man. That's the, the, to no, me. To me. To me. That's, no, that's, that's still, all that no, he's still under contract with Sony. Yeah, he's, he's still under he's still, Sony's he's still, contract. He still has two more movies to do. 
Which wouldn't be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, but they still have. So now they're they're trying to kick around the idea of putting him in a Venom movie and maybe making that movie rated R. Mm. But since it's not Tom Holland, since since it's not a Spider Man movie, they can have it being like they can't have a Spider Man movie with Venom in it and have it rated R. And I actually watched that Venom movie like a couple weeks ago. It's it wasn't like horrible. Yeah, this is and they they introduced Carnage at the end, and it was play, he was played yeah. by um fucking what's his face Woody Harrelson. Yeah, <laughs> Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah. So like the thing the thing with the Venom movie was <laughs> yeah, I should see I should face. But yeah, so the thing with the uh, Venom movie is one, it surprised the fuck out of Sony because it made eight hundred million dollars worldwide. Yeah, it was like super popular in primarily China. primarily in China, but it made eight hundred million dollars, right? So it's like okay, we one we didn't think that, we didn't think this shit would do that well. And second, Venom was always supposed to be a rated R movie. At the last minute, they made it PG thirteen. Because they would just in case wanted, they would have to slot it in yeah, MCU. They, yeah, it's like if Marvel ever wants to use this character and throw him in there, <clears> boom. Because only rated R Marvel movie we're ever going to get is Deadpool. That's it. Like, that's it. So they tried to slide a Venom in at PG 13. Like, oh, yeah, you know, you guys want to throw him into a Marvel movie. It's right there. It's right there. He's available. Yeah. Both of them. And the thing is, like, uh, like I stated before, Sony makes 100% of the box office dollars from Spider-Man. Spider-Man right now is their second best-selling movie of all time behind, I think, Skyfall, uh, 007 Skyfall, I think. And it's about to catch that. So Marvel just made Sony their highest-selling movie And they're they're not willing to cut the check for them. Yeah. Yeah. So so, so Disney's like, look, we just made you a billion dollars. Not only that, Kevin Feige... He's been helping Sony this entire time, from the to- from uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies. He was a, a small producer on those, because he was always the head of Marvel. He was always a big guy in Marvel, so they always used him as a consultant. He worked on those. Mo- he worked on Andrew Garfield Spider Man movies. Everybody hates. He worked on those. He worked. He's a uh, produced on this Venom movie. This is all just in secret. His name wasn't in the credits or anything like that. But he was the one working behind them, them helping moves. them making these moves for Sony. Because like, all right, this is still a Marvel property. You guys ain't about to fuck this shit up too bad, right? And now that he finally the big guy over at Marvel, now he's officially helping out with uh, Spider Man. So it's like, okay, so what the move really is with Sony's statement came out, I was like, yeah, so he's not gonna help us anymore. Essentially, like Disney's like barring Kevin Feige from helping Sony create. He's busy. It's like, yeah, yeah, nah. You gonna cut us this check over walking? Oh, I think I think I've risen to stay like. Disney wanted thirty percent, or if Disney say it came out, Disney wanted fifty fifty split, and then actually like no, they really wanted thirty, and then yeah. I heard it really was, it, they wanted thirty percent. Okay, because Disney was paying to like make the yeah, movie. Disney and they were just getting the, Disney took on the full financial struggle of that movie, and they didn't see any profit in dollars from the movie, just from the you know the t shirts and the lunch boxes and the, the video games, all that other stuff. So, and Sony was like, nah, we'll give you five. Yeah, and this is like <clears throat> we'll walk. Yeah, shit. Speaking of the video games, like Sony actually purchased uh, Insomniac, the team that made, well, the devs that made the mm-hmm. Spider-Man video games. So they're like, oh yeah, we're keeping this shit in house, baby. Yeah, but Marvel, therefore Disney, still owns the rights to the video game. So Sony still, even though 
Sony bought Insomniac Games, they're still going to have to work with Marvel because without Marvel's approval, they can't make a Spider-Man game. So yeah. they're still going to work with each other. They're still, this, 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 oh, yeah. they, this is necessarily... They're they not uh, about to not make that second game. Yeah, right? yeah. They're not, <laughs> the first one was way too popular. Yeah, they're not on bad terms or anything like that. It's just like a power play. And a lot of people are saying D- Disney came out and leaked all this information. To, force, you know, give the public favor. Yeah. Like, oh, how dare you, Sony? And to force Sony to go back to the table. like, all right. Let's discuss this. I mean, because it wasn't, it hasn't been finalized, so they, they can still fucking waffle. Like as of now, this happened, but it's also like, what, what if, if this is just meta marketing for the new movie? It could be, but like right now, as of now, like they're still playing in the whole, like Spider Man Two wasn't announced in Marvel's Phase Four, and people thought, oh, I wonder Spider-Man why. Spider Man Three. Spider Man Three. Yeah, it hasn't been. Yeah, it hasn't been marketed in Marvel's Phase Four because you know Marvel has this big timeline of playing. And Spider-Man 3 just doesn't fit in there. Sony, on the other hand, is like, look, man, we try to make a Spider-Man movie every two years. So he, he's not in there. We'll make our own shit. And they already said, Kevin Feige said, yeah, they're going to put Spider-Man in Venom movie. But it's like, okay, how can you... How, and Marvel are some fucking evil geniuses. Because the way they set up the end of Spider-Man, it wouldn't make any sense to have randomly have him thrown in this Venom movie. You feel me? The same character, the same that everything. Like it doesn't. Like, you saw how Spider Man Two ended. Why the fuck is he now dealing with Venom? Are we just gonna pretend like all that shit didn't happen? What the fuck? No, you can't do that. Like he was in. A, he was on the way to Secret Wars. Yeah, yeah. Like they literally set it up, and then for Sony to take that because they can't. It was the way to this. Spider Man couldn't reference anything in Marvel. He can reference Thanos, Iron Man. He couldn't even say their names in the movie. And the same thing with Marvel. They couldn't even reference anything that happened with Spider Man. At all. So it's just like, and how big of a role Spider-Man played in Marvel, and how big of a role Marvel played in Spider-Man is like to just discount, just yeah, they, pretend like none they of that set him happened. up to be the next Iron Man. Like yeah, like they and did. Then they're like yeah, yeah, fuck all that. Yeah, so it's like okay, <laughs> we, we can. Marvel said like we can set him up. The Spider-Man can make more money than what you think he can make already. We if we put a battery in his back, but well, y'all give us some of that bread though. And Sony, Sony was just like, like no. Yeah, because look at it. They have a billion dollar franchise with Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Venom almost made a billion dollars by itself. Yeah. So dang. And you got into I got the one billion, which is and into Yeah. So it's like, so I got one billion dollar movie. I got another billion dollar movie. I could put them in the same movie and make two billion dollars. Fuck anything that happens after that. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm gonna make the money. At the end of the day, it's about making money. Y'all would watch can, that, right? I can sit here and make the money. A rated Sp- R Venom movie with Spider Man in it? Yeah. But it's Spider Man. <laughs> but yeah, but you have to paint it just, as that. Shit. <laughs> What's yeah. that? Yeah, but Spider Man is such a lovable character that you are you almost have to argue that Spider Man could never be in a rated R movie. Because how are you gonna bring your, your yeah. little kid, how are you gonna bring a little eight year old to see a rated R movie? Yeah, kids kids love kids love uh Spider Man. Man, fuck it though. Fuck them kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, bro? Shit, I saw Blade when I was just a wee lad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That shit didn't ruin me. It'll, 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 it'll make a man out of him. Yeah, it made so, me better. But that's the one thing is the Spider-Man Venom movie. The other thing is that Sony has talked about doing a Spider-Verse movie, which I've been saying they should do from the from jump. I really think they stole my idea. But anyway, about bringing Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, and Shameik Moore. I would Spider-Man literally from, hate to see it. He's the voice of the... Uh, of um, what's buddy name? 
Miles like, Morales. Yeah, Miles Morales. He's the voice of Miles Morales. And say, okay, yeah, and make that a live action, do it a live action Spider Verse movie, and just bring back all their iconic characters. And if they do that, that movie's making a billion dollars. Cause you have everybody who loved the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies. You have that small segment of people who didn't think those Andrew Garfield movies were that bad. And you have everybody who loves Tom Holland as the best Spider Man. And you had the people coming in for anime movie. You had the black people coming in for the black Spider-Man. <laughs> He's like, all right, boom, we can do this and just make this one movie. And we can have a whole mini-series right here and have a three-part Spider-Verse thing. And Sony has that up their sleeves. Like, all right, we can say, fuck the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have his own Spider- Spider-Man have his own Cinematic Universe in and of itself. And be self-contained. And it's like in Madrid, you pose the picture. Why won't Disney just buy Spider Man back? I was like, Disney's not gonna do that because Sony can. Sony's never gonna sell Spider Man. Because put it this way, Disney bought Marvel for four billion dollars. To date, Disney has made eighteen billion dollars just off Marvel. They made three times what they paid for it. Spider Man by itself just made it was in a billion dollar movie. What do you think? What what price would you charge for that? If you're Sony. For a billion dollars? Yeah. like well, card, that's, it's, it's basically a billion dollar card. Yeah. Like, it's a, like, it's a billion dollar right here. Like, this makes a billion dollar. Like, with, that, with or without you, Sony it's a, believes. It's a billion dollars. Yeah. With or without you, Sony believes, all right, Spider-Man's already hot now. He's going to, people are going to come see the next Spider-Man movie, regardless of if you think of it or not. So, well, yeah, with the pressure, yeah, I think Sony's going to fold and come back to the table. Spider-Man's going to end back up in the MCU? It's, it's not out of the cards. It's just... I don't, it's, think, I don't think anytime soon. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like they, there's a lot of things. I feel like they, they'll, they'll, allow, they'll allow some doors, but I don't think it'll be the same yeah. relationship that they, they had before. Like, they don't have to commit on anything anytime soon. Like, that Spider-Man movie just came out. That's mm-hmm. it. Sony plan is to have another Spider-Man movie out in two years. Yeah, I mean, it's that like... That doesn't fit with Marvel's plan. It's, it's not. A, it's not as if they, you know, they wouldn't. I guess it's a question of whether or not Marvel will allow their other enti- their other entities to be within a Spider-Man movie. No, like, no, Marvel's never going to do that. If they're never doing that, then I mean, then Sony just will just have Spider-Man. And Spider-Man within itself is, you know, it's a billion. Spider-Man within itself is a billion-dollar industry already. Mm-hmm. So they could do Spider-Man's forever. Like it, every every ten yeah. years, you could do Spider-Man. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I Essentially, think, I think, no, Uncle I think Ben, get that's ready. Part of, that's part of the stipulation when Marvel sold Spider-Man off and they sold Fantastic Four. The reason we kept getting reboots is that I think. There can't be any longer. I think ten's a long time. I think any longer than like a five year gap or a six year gap, without that, without a movie, without a Spider Man movie. If let's say eight years, I can't remember. If Sony ever goes eight years without making a Spider Man movie, they lose Spider Man. Spider Man goes back to Marvel. So that's why we kept getting those reboots. I was like, oh, why did they reboot Spider Man? Why did they reboot Spider Man again? Because Sony doesn't pick the movie, they're gonna lose them. So, they're going to do it. You're going to keep getting these movies. And Tom Holland said he's on contract for two more movies. And he already said, yeah, I'm going to do my last two movies on my contract. So then, if he leaves, you know what we're getting? Another Spider-Man. Another fucking reboot of Spider-Man. I'm not looking forward to that. I mean, the next two movies are probably going to be really cool. Um, who? I mean, what doesn't? What doesn't? What can? What can they get from from Marvel? Within um, within the universe, and I, I feel like there's a lot of like, characters that aren't that don't that aren't featured in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that Spider-Man can really grab. But no, Marvel owns. Yeah, Marvel they don't, owns they don't have access to them. 
Like Sony just has Spider Man and Venom. No. And then Marvel's like, yeah, you're not getting anybody. You're not even getting Doctor Doom. No. You're not getting anybody. No, because they could have if Sony would have worked with like Fox, but Disney just bought Fox. So just Spider Man and his same group of villains. Yeah. All the any enemy. Or ever, anybody they, yeah. they decide nope. to so pull zero, out of their ass. So Spider Man zero crossovers? Yeah. But Spider Man does the best in crossovers. Exactly. exactly. Marvel knows what they're exactly. doing. They're playing hardball with Sony, like it's all this. It's all this opportunity over here with Marvel. Just come fuck with us. Just, and just give us some of that just money. Just give us some of that goddamn money. <laughs> they wasn't even asking you to just give us a straight split. They're like, all right, let, let us pay for like thirty percent. Like, let us get on thirty percent, my nigga. Like, come on. I just made you your highest. I just made you your highest grossing movie of all time. We can keep this for fucking uh, we free. We can keep this month. Doesn't doesn't Sony make money when Spider Man appears in the Avengers? Yes. So they're just like, yeah. There's like, no. We in order, we're not going to give you. Basically, we're not going to give you anything, even if it keeps the gravy train running. They're both trying to like, they they both want to be involved on this, but Sony wants to keep the same agreement because they were, it, it was literally, a fucking amazing it agreement. Amazing, it was like, <laughs> do you want Spider Man? Yes or no? And Marvel's like, what do we have to do? And it's like, all right, cool. Because Sony was already kind of, not necessarily in the red, but people hated those Andrew Garfield movies. People hated them. And granted, like we just said, Kevin Feige was part of producing those movies. So, I watched them both. And that's, yeah, I didn't think they were that bad, but people, people hate those movies. Those horrible. For whatever reason. I mean, they hated on Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Sony's also hated on Jeezy. Like, yeah, they hated on Jeezy. <laughs> they hated on Jay-Z. Great callbacks. So... Sony's Sony also making it seem like, look, Kevin Feige, he produces the, Mar- the, the Spider-Man movies y'all hate. He, de- he helped those too. So, you know, to, just because leaving doesn't necessarily mean this the end of the world or whatever, you know? So, it's... We'll see. We'll see. Either way, both companies are going to be okay. It's just like... We, we, got, the, we as we the consumers, maybe not. Are we going to be okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what, are we going to be okay? We've we seen, we seen greener pastures, though, you know? I really wanted. I Spider-Man really wanted the Secret Wars movie, though. Yeah, and Marvel they could just do the Secret Wars just without Spider Man. Oh my god! Don't even. I mean, next topic. That's not just that. They did Thanos without the the Eternals, or they did Thanos without what's um Adam Warlock. Yeah, that was disappointing though. I really wish they would have included that. So I really wish they included. And Sony and Marvel still has all the, holding all the cards. Okay, okay, we lost Spider Man, but you know what you're gonna get? A great Fantastic Four movie. You know what you're gonna get? A great X Men movie. You know what Sony just announced like yesterday? Black Panther two. Ooh. Twenty twenty two. May six, twenty twenty two. Black Panther two. The first movie of Phase five. Mm. And putting out in May is is significant. That's Marvel's summer blockbuster. That's they're saying this is our. I hope they give it that budget that it fucking yeah, needs. Yeah, yeah. They say they're like this. This starting this their summer blockbuster movie. Like this is their end game. End game. The summer blockbuster came out in what May. Um, Infinity War came out in May. Like them putting Black Panther right there, saying, "Oh yeah, this is going to be the crown jewel for this year." This is it. Yeah. Do we remember what we're getting next year for twenty twenty? Yeah, a bunch of sequels. Nothing new coming out. New characters, yeah. Uh, when when is the Eternals? Eternals? Yeah, when are the they Eternals? Come out? They, in fact, they announced the full lineup of the Eternals. Like all the ones that are going to be out there. They did that in D twenty three. Right now, yeah, I can't recall. Something decent. 
Cause I, it's, it's, it's honestly it's at this point where I'm not like, ooh, super excited. But it's like, all right, whatever. Like, yeah, put it out. I, 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 I mean, a lot, a lot of the phase it was kind of like a lot of the phase was just a bunch of sequels. So it's like, eh, this is cool. This is cool. Like Doctor Strange shoes naturally. Like, yeah, yeah, that's actually going to be fine. And like, buddy from the first movie is the villain now. Like, that nigga's a good villain. Yeah. So okay, so Falcon Winter Soldier, Black Widow. You're getting the Black Widow movie. You're getting another Doctor Strange. You're getting uh, Guardians of Galaxy Volume Three. Okay. Um, to be honest, all I'm really, all I really want is the Eternals and Multiverse of Madness. Other than that, I really can care less. Thor. You getting all the Disney Plus shows. Oh yeah, the new Thor. Like Phase Four might not be like the greatest era of Marvel. Like Phase Two of Marvel wasn't necessarily the best. Cause all you got was a bunch of sequels. But it had Captain America Civil War in it. So phase four might not be like, oh man, but phase but phase four could just set up phase five to be that shit, you know? Yeah. Phase four, they're trying to where did this ant come from? Phase four is trying to do this weird thing where they mix in the TV shows with it. Yeah, like there's a the TV shows are gonna count as movies instead of having one, two and a half hour long movie about Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And I honestly, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're gonna I honestly have, could care less about these fucking shows. So you're not gonna watch them, even if we get, even when we have Disney Plus, you're not gonna watch the shows. I might. I'll probably get around to it, or if I hear good things, I might check out an episode or two. But I'm not like, oh, I can't fucking wait. I'm not counting down the moments. I'm gonna be playing Monster Hunter. And you could check that out on my YouTube channel, Sunny Chief. That's my shameless plug for today. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, CBS and Viacom are merging to form their streaming service that's coming next year. Yay. Another streaming service. Yeah. I was watching the uh, the Bobby Brown story mm-hmm. yesterday. That shit was wild. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get to the part where he fried chicken and cocaine? Yeah. Yeah. Was it believable? I mean, I don't know if that's what he was doing. I don't know if that's what he was doing or he was just legit just cooking crack because it wasn't specific. In his autobiography. I mean, you know what I'm saying? The flour and chicken, you know, those are two euphemisms. He literally, he literally, he had a glass of cognac, like some rocks, uh, Mm. like a bag of uh, some weed and then fucking had a stroke and just fell. And Whitney came up and was like, what's, what's my shit? What you doing, boy? He took took the drugs and like dipped and then came back and he was like in, uh, on a stretcher and shit. I'm like, wow, this is like, this is just a very toxic relationship. Holy shit. But, you know, granted, it's kind of, it's told from his perspective. So, yeah. you know, there's definitely going to be a slant on it. Yeah, a lot of Whitney's fans hated it when it came out. I could I could see why because the prevailing fucking demonized her. Yeah, because the prevailing narrative was that Bobby always got Whitney hooked on crack, and Bobby made it sound like it was the other way around. I feel like it was fifty fifty. I definitely believe that. Should, that's just my personal opinion from what I've from what I've witnessed. I don't know. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't there. I don't have any. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't there either. That would just be my assumption because I'm non-biased and. I don't want to give everybody their equal uh, their equal blame. 
But yeah, uh, BET is another person that needs to work on their fucking <laughs> service. Like their streaming service. Goddamn, get these shits ergonomic. Work on your UI. Like that shit's important. That helps retain viewers. I mean, that's. I don't think the rush to streaming is so big now that they'll worry about the UI later. It was like, no, streaming, that's what the kids like. Got to put it on there. Stream, 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 stream. Just put it on the internet. But it's not going to look like, fuck that. This is on the internet. You know, so. It's all going to come with time. And then, again, either cables are going to become amazing or someone's going to come around and offer a joint package with all these different streaming services. <laughs> you know what you're basically going to have? Cable. Just on the internet. I mean, shit, they already have that with, like, Roku TV mm-hmm. and Fire Stick. That's literally what that That's is. That's literally what that is. It's just going to be even easier for them to use. Yeah. So, anything else anybody want to finish up on? Yeah, The Matrix 4 is officially coming back. Yeah. With Keanu Reeves. With Keanu Reeves and Trinity. Yeah. I hope, like... Something else... Please we, don't put Lawrence Fishburne in it. Yeah, something else we we talked about a while back. Hell yeah. We're out here predicting the We, we talked about all this shit. I remember we talked about Blade and fucking Blade's back now. So write us our checks. Yeah, they're listening and they're just taking our ideas at this point. Yeah, but um, Matrix 4, we're going to go see it. I'll wait for the story. Yeah, because like, Neo died in the last Matrix movie. So I don't know if this is going to be like some sort of retelling of of like one of the older scenarios that they discussed in the movie or is it a new scenario or is it a new scenario that happened after the end of the first one so it was like i don't know it's, it's been so long since the since the matrix was at its yeah. height like like if they made a matrix movie the one i would really want to see would be like one of the stories from the animatrix where they showed what happened to that got the world to that point mm-hmm. I would want to see something like that. Yeah, or I can see they like rebooted the Matrix. I would rather see it as uh, as a as a universe like Star Wars. Yeah, I could even see something like that. But the brain, but they call yeah. it the Matrix Four and bring back all the original characters. I was like, we're dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't think people care. No, just bring it's, it back. As just when all when all else fails, if you really want to make money, just just do just do a quick little mini series. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just do just do a mini series. Sell it. It's great. If you're doing a movie, do an offshoot. Don't do. You don't have to tell the same story. Just tell the same idea. Yeah, yeah. Like a few of those Netflix specials that came back, like Rocco's Modern Life. I actually watched that. Didn't like it. it. You didn't like it. It was too. Was was it too pandering? It's too preachy. Well, it was too, too preachy. preachy. Way it was too like, preachy. It was like, oh, modern animation is bad. Yeah, that's Let go, let go of the, let go. It's basically the entire thing was let go of the past. Mm-hmm. But that was like the entire thing was just like that was. I mean, Morocco's Morocco's modern life was always was always about you know modern, it was always about modern times. It always was. You know, mm-hmm. I guess if we were just a little bit older, we may have had we may have had like a different perspective on the show. Yeah, because I totally missed all that. But like, it, it's, you saying that it was just, just some now shit going on. Clicked all in my head. Like, oh, it all makes sense now. Yeah, like they were always talking about you know the new thing, the new products, the new lifestyle. Uh, to us, they were just to us they were just making jokes. But like mm-hmm. they were actually making comments about you know the modern society. That, that was always there. One of those intelligent kid shows. Yeah, but it's it's just like they never really they never really were preachy like that. I feel like if he, I feel like if he really just wrote another episode, it would have been just as great. But he wanted to tell this story about 
letting it go, but at the same time, it felt really meta to me because it it, it basically told it basically told the same story of you know somebody's cartoon was ridiculously successful and then they needed to bring it back to say you know to say you know make they needed to make they needed to yeah you you don't have to, to do a full episode. full episode a full season you could just do a special it was like 45 minutes right? <laughs> yeah 45 minutes and it was just like well you know they're doing the same thing with Curtis Carly dog yeah. It's a one episode. The, I, hope, I hope they don't. It's by, by a bunch of different animators, and it's just like they just love Curry's Carly Dogs. Like, hey, let us do it. I, I, hope, I hope what they do with Curry's is they just completely ignore time and just like update. Because like it, like with Curry's, it wasn't it really really wasn't a time thing. Because I did watch I also watched the Invader Zim mm. movie, and it kind of took the same. They, they kind of took the same thing yeah. where a bunch of time has passed, and now you have to deal with some of the things that's happened. I did. I did like the Invader Sim um, movie better because they didn't necessarily. Yeah, that's next on my watch list. Yeah, they didn't necessarily take the same route with Rocco, where they were constantly just looking looking back at other things. But mm. it, it, they still, I appreciated that they kept the same type of comedy. Like it's still the same jokes. It was very, very. It was. It was. To be honest, it was more fun. Because it wasn't preachy, like they still told the same type of jokes in the same type of ways. So it was like, oh man, I remember when everybody was making mm-hmm. jokes like this. I remember when people talked like this. I remember walking in hot topic and everybody's yeah. everybody yeah. trying to be super sarcastic and hilarious and random and shit. Right. Okay. Um, but it, and that that aspect I loved about it. Like that was that was what I really wanted to get out of Rocco's Modern Life. Like you just you're telling the same. You're, it's like you're 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 just it's just an, an updated episode. Really, it's just yeah. another another episode. Yeah. So what I'm seeing. It's like Nickelodeon is making the long player. They after Disney starting his own thing. Nickelodeon isn't going to get into the whole streaming thing because they already had their own Nickel, Nickel online thing that you know people don't really care about. So they put Invader Zim on Netflix. They have Rockwell's Modern Life, two classic Nickelodeon staples. They had the Avatar live action that's already coming to Netflix. So I think mm-hmm. Nickelodeon is taking a lot of their old content and they're going to try to have this big partnership with Netflix and either do like gritty remakes of their old shows or new updated versions and they have this big merger. Not a big merger, but like... A partnership. Yeah. I, I, I guess if, if they were, to, if they were to, to gauge how successful their re, the remakes are, since they are just movies, they aren't like another season. It's just like, hey, mm-hmm. this, this is something else to watch. Yeah. Like the Regrets. I can see that coming back. Dear God. I hope not. Except Tommy yeah, and them, yeah. they're just the parents now. It's about their shit. They're about their kids. But you're seeing Tommy and Phil and Lil as adults with that, children. Yeah, I mean, at, th- at this point, yeah. The I story's mean, about their kids and their babies. <laughs> Rugrats guiding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but man. I, I, I can see it all happening. But, um, yeah, uh, all you streaming companies, all you entertainment companies, run us our check. I'm yeah. tired of y'all still know how it is. Yo, shoot us a bag. We'll, we'll create you an anime. Yeah. No problem. You just have to find animators. <laughs> you already got a producer. You? Anything else anybody wanted to touch on? Oh, Dear White People Season 3 is out. Uh, I watched like four episodes. It's really meta. Even more meta than before. Yeah, you can see why I kept saying that. It's really a meta season. Right. We can talk about it watching next. Watching it on the side from you watching it. Watching you watch it, I was like, damn, this shit is really better. Well, watching it yourself is like, wow, it's even more mad than I thought it was. Yeah, uh, we can talk about that when we talk about Euphoria. Yeah, we can talk about Because a lot of compare and contrast I think we can do there. Yeah, talking about all that next episode. Yeah, well, appreciate y'all for uh, listening. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at SpeedwagonX. You can follow us collectively at 3 Pod. Make sure you go show us some love on 
your favorite streaming service, you know. Tell your friends, family, leave comments, you know what I'm saying, all that good shit. Help support us. Ashton, where can we find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Ash underscore duh underscore stand P A underscore something everywhere else. Everywhere else. Josh, where are you located? I know Jones everywhere. That's all over. You can find him everywhere. He streams on Twitch too. It's a three-piece set podcast. Uh, like, rate, comment. We're in your favorite podcast app. Help us out so we can help y'all out. And as always, it's been a most good production. Yeah.